Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So growing up in my household, it was always a big thing. We had records for soundtracks and there was a whole series of movies that my parents had soundtracks for that they loved. Dr. No, Thunderball, like all these great and grand soundtracks. And I grew up listening to that and watching these movies. And so in 1991, a cartoon had hit my local network. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. That's that's him. That's that's the guy. And I remember sitting there watching it and, and then just kind of like going, okay, okay. I could kind of get into it. All right. Okay. Well, obviously there's a toy line, right? Oh, there's a commercial. Great. And then I was like, well, I've got to go and check out these toys. And so I would go out and I never found it. So instead I just replaced what I would, would have normally gotten with Kenner's, you know, Dark Knight Returns. The toy line that we should be talking about, though, that went with the cartoon was James Bond Jr. from Hasbro. And that's why I'm here talking toys. Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, where we go back in time to discuss our favorite toys, one toy line at a time. Hello and welcome to Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff. I'm Taylor. <laughs> and I'm Jeff. And, you know, Taylor... You remember uh, back uh, in the early aughts, do you remember the Bruce Wayne murder, fugitive and Bruce Wayne murderer storylines from DC Comics? Kind of. Kind okay. of. Okay. Yeah. The reason I bring it up is they put a banner across all the books that related to that storyline, said either Bruce Wayne murderer or Bruce Wayne fugitive. And so as a completist, I was collecting all of them. I was getting anything that had that banner across the top. Right. Every once in a while, you'd get a story that had nothing to do with that storyline except for like one panel of that story. <laughs> they got me to buy the comic book knowing full well there was nothing about that storyline in there and I didn't really need it. I know where this is going. Your story time <laughs> is the audio equivalent of that. And I I'm, knew I'm that's impressed. where it was going. I'm impressed and uh, you you have my, my, uh, my undying admiration for your ability to... Uh, take the most tangentially related <laughs> component and make a story time out of it. It's, my, it's amazing. My, my HD to my AD is up right now. So <laughs> right. there you go. <laughs> I saw a, a tweet the other day that somebody's kid came home and said, my ADHD is so, is so uh, intense. It's actually 80, uh, 84 K. <laughs> yep. And I thought that was brilliant. It's like a fifth grader that said that. It cracked me up. Oh, man. So, yeah. folks, we are here to talk about James Bond Jr. And this is one of those lines. I, I was aware of the, the cartoon vaguely. You know, mm -hmm. I saw, like, the listings in the TV guide or whatever. And uh, I think there was even a video game. Uh, I didn't realize there were toys until Taylor mentioned it. And so I started doing some research uh, on, on the show, and I thought this is actually a pretty solid idea and it ran for 65 episodes this is actually a lot of fun i love what they've done here so I'll, I'll give folks a little rundown on it so if you're not familiar uh it takes place at warfield academy and james bond jr is attending with the help of his friends iq who is a grandson of q 
mm-hmm. Gordo Leiter, who is the son of Felix Leiter, and they fight against an evil terrorist organization called SCUM, which stands for Saboteurs and Criminals United in Mayhem, which is sort of like Spectre Jr. Right. And uh, his catch, James Bond Jr.'s catchphrase was, I'm Bond, James Bond, the Jr. Here's and and it featured some some villains from the movies. We we saw Jaws and Odd Job, and sometimes they teamed up. Mm-hmm. We saw Nick Knack, who was from the Man with the Golden Gun. Yeah, uh, Arik Goldfinger appears, uh, um, as well as uh, his teenage daughter Goldie Finger, and then there were some. And Doctor No even made an yeah. appearance, but it was a different character. He was an Asian character that had green skin for some reason. Yeah, I couldn't figure that one out. And then there were other characters, uh, Tracy Milbanks, who's the daughter of Bradford Milbanks and one of his closest friends. Uh, Phoebe Farragut is uh, the daughter of a rich business businessman. Trevor Noseworthy IV from a wealthy family. Then, of course, there's Burton Buddy Mitchell, who's a former associate of 007. He's a gym teacher. He was voiced by Brian Stokes Mitchell. And I bring that up because Brian Stokes Mitchell is one of the most celebrated Broadway actors in history. And I actually got to see him live. I saw him in a production of Kiss Me Kate, a revival. Oh, awesome. About three months before I played the role that he played, I got to see him do it. Nice. He was also on Trapper John MD. He was very young at the time. But he was on Trapper John MD. So I'm a big fan of Brian Stokes Mitchell, and uh, that will come into play later. Uh, as far as Scum goes, we had Scum Lord, we had Jaws, Knickknack, Dr. Derange, Skullcap, Art Goldfinger, as I mentioned, Barbella, Dr. No, Baron Von Skaren, which is a great name, <laughs> Walker D. Plank, which is maybe the best name of any character ever. <laughs> He's a pirate with a hook hand, an eye patch, and a mohawk. Yes. He's so pumped. And he had a hench- henchman named Bilge and Pump. Uh, Miss Fortune, uh, Maximilian Cortex, whose henchmen were left brain and right brain. Then there were Bond girls, Lada Denaro, <laughs> Marcy Boku, Terra Firma, Haley Comet, Windy Day. Oh, man. Victoria uh, Province and Princess Yasmin. So I I love these names. It's cracking me up. Yeah. Uh, I went to watch one episode and it suffers the same thing that a lot of the cartoons from the early to mid 90s suffers in that the the pacing is really slow, slower even than some 80s cartoons. The jokes are pretty obvious and you have to remember it's for kids. But uh, by and large, the voice acting is actually pretty good. Here's where I get confused, and Taylor, maybe you can help me out. Okay. James Bond Jr. is the nephew of James Bond, so... <laughs> yes. Okay, you get my confusion. I, yeah, you understand my confusion. The junior part, I'm like, is... I guess, are you just doing junior because you want to be James Bond, but you're not associated so, yeah, with so, 007? So, so basically, his dad, his dad named him after his dad's brother, mm-hmm. which, weird, but okay. But he wouldn't technically be a junior because he's not the offspring of James Bond. Right, right. You only get that title if you have the same name and you are the um, offspring of Offspring, yeah, the, the, the son. Story. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, the next generation, yeah. Um, so, okay, so that's weird. Yeah. Okay. I think... I think so we've, we've established that the, the central the- theme of the central, central thesis of this is, is flawed. Yes. Moving forward from that, we can just accept it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can we can we really i guess uh how many of these cartoon these episodes did, you can watch every episode on youtube by the way folks I, if you just go to youtube and search james bond jr there's a channel that has all 65 episodes i remember when i was younger i i think i'd watched them all um because i i'd watched and, them and i will say that and, and it's not it's not bad no. it's really not i we've watched a lot worse shows on the saturday morning supercast unfortunately since this was aired in first run syndication we can't discuss it on the supercast because it didn't air on saturday mornings right but um it's it's not that bad so if it's something that you're curious about you know go go check out a, a few episodes yeah and uh and, and and let us know what you think. But uh, we're here to talk about the toys. So, Taylor, you obviously never had any of these, right? No, no, I never did. And it was one of those, I, I went online because I was like, well, maybe I can order one and look at it and everything. And I was like, yeah, I won't have it in in time. 
uh, prices on them were actually pretty decent. Um, you can find a lot of these on card for $20 range. It's kind of weird because it's... There's not much demand for it. There's not much demand for it at all. Yeah. And it's odd because it's a, it's such a great idea for a cartoon. Yes. It really is because you can do so much more with animation than you could live action, especially in the early 90s. Yes. You know, the gadgets and everything, you could just do so much more with them. So it's it's not a bad idea for a cartoon. This is, this was, seems like something that would be prime for a reboot. I could see that. Um, I think I think the problem with it, though, is I don't know if it has enough of a fan following for to really have a reboot. They maybe maybe take it in the the vein of James Bond maybe like rehash it out but maybe not tie it back to what's previously done instead just kind of renew the look as a James Bond titling for kids i think might work yeah. out but you know here's the thing a lot of my like some of my students these days they don't even know who James Bond is so they know James Bond. That's a Bond failure on the like, part of their parents. Well, yeah, that's a failure on the part of their parents. But they know that. But I will like, say the the new James Bond movies are not for kids. So that no, makes sense. exactly, yeah. And like when you when you think about like when when we were kids, you know things were like PG, even though they probably shouldn't have been just PG. But I remember watching James Bond movies in the theater, and you know, well, and they showed them on TV. You know, they showed them on network TV on like Saturday and Sunday nights. Yeah, that's when I saw most of them. Uh, and you just don't have that anymore. So it no. makes sense. Yep. So the toy line, like you said, is by Hasbro. We have 12 figures and three vehicles. Uh, the three vehicles, we have the Scum Shark, the sports car, which is a sports car, but it has some you know features because it's James Bond, and the Sub Cycle, which is a motorcycle that uh, can turn into a submarine. It's a pretty cool idea. And for the figures, we had Buddy Mitchell, the only good guy adult. We have Captain Walker D. Plank. Yep. Dr. Derange, Dr. No, Gordo Lighter. And it's funny, you go anywhere online and they call him Gordo Letter. Yeah. But it's Gordo Lighter because he's Felix Lighter's son. Uh, we have IQ, James Bond Jr. Flight Gear, James Bond Jr. Ninja Gear, James Bond Jr. Scuba Gear, James Bond Jr. Street Clothes. And we have Jaws and Odd Job. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I want to start talking about Odd Job because this is ridiculous. This figure is ridiculous. <laughs> Did you get a Run um, DMC vibe when you looked at him? Well, Run DMC crossed with the uh, Full Force. The guys, if you ever see House Party, oh, the yeah. guys that are after, the, yep. the three guys that are after them all. <laughs> yep. That's the vibe I got from this one because he's got like the he's got like the high top fade out haircut. He's got the glasses. He's got the hat that you throw, but he's got the chain, like the Flavor Flav big, he's got the chain with the big thing. Looks like he might as well have a Medallion. clock around his neck. Yep. And he's got like the day glow colors on his pants and the white high tops. So yeah, I definitely, I can see a run DMC vibe as well. <laughs> so each of these figures were, had, looks like what? Five points of articulation, head, shoulders, yeah. and hips. Yep. And then they each had uh, an action feature, right? Yes. And, and depending on the action feature, the action feature might either hinder, take away one point of articulation or add one point of articulation. So like, right. One figure that the, um, the actual action feature takes away like the neck articulation on one, the action feature is actually in the waist, which adds an articulation that's depending on the figure. Okay. We, we, which figure is that that you're talking about with the, that removes the neck articulation? So on Dr. Derange, he has a head flipping mechanism. So much like the, the masked, unmasked version of the Power Rangers that Bandai had put out where their heads would flip out and their bodies would open up and they could change the head. Dr. Derange would do this, so his head would flip uh, open. He would change personalities. Um, Jaws was another, so he had a stem that would move up and down from his back that would lift and lower his head, and he would bite on because he's Jaws. He would bite on Obviously. things, but that leaves no articulation for the head at all. So that's that's the the two main ones. But then you got um with Street Clothes James Bond Jr. his he has waist articulation, so he's got an extra piece of articulation as waist, but that has to do with his action feature for being able to sling off the box and have his um his quick 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 equipped pistol. 
quick equipped pistol. Easy for you to say, right? No, not at all. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about the the James Bond Jr. Street clothes because he's sort of the 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 most traditional uh, figure that we get. Um, yes. And I'll say, even the characters that are based on characters from the movies look nothing like the characters from the movies. They didn't have likeness rights or anything. These are sort of hyper real realistic versions of these figures. Um, not hyper realistic. Um, sort almost super deformed again it's the 90s so all of the features are a little more Cartoonish. pronounced yep. yeah uh the heads are a little bigger these these guys stand what about five five inches tall yeah five to five uh five to 5.5 5. so they're they're probably the same size as like some of the terminator figures they're okay. not too much taller they're not quite as tall as those but they they fall in that range yeah, tall, but taller than uh, Star Wars, normal Star Wars figures as well. Yeah, taller than Star Wars and probably taller than like the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. So probably about the 4.5 to 5, which would be like Swamp Thing and uh, trying to find some other Kenner lines around here. Because, you know, Hasbro had taken well, over. Well, yeah, Toxic Kenner Avenger license. and all of those. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So, okay. So James Bond Jr. So let's, his head sculpt. It's it's a pretty typical uh, head sculpt from the time. He's The, the hair is pretty well sculpted. He's got that, you know, great James Bond hair. This one sort of reminds me of George Lazenby. I could see that. Okay, younger, yeah. younger George Lazenby mixed with maybe a little bit of Sean Connery. Uh, he's got, uh, he's got too. painted. Uh, yeah. He's got painted uh, eyebrows. Roger Moore vibe. You said not a Roger Moore vibe. Not a Roger Moore vibe. The only reason I would say Roger Moore is because his head, the shape of his head is a little square, kind of like Roger Moore's. But uh Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, so we got we got uh, painted eyebrows and his uh, eyelashes and eyeballs, but that's that's the only paint app on the face. Um, the face sculpt is fairly it's sort of half detailed. I would say I would call it semi detailed. Um, and then coming down from there, his his clothes, he's, they've got they've done some good work on the, the, the torso. He's got some nice fold work on the jacket and everything. And I like the fact that it's zipped halfway down and he's got the, the red jacket underneath the brown coat it's a nice uh, contrast there mm-hmm. and then the, he's got a patch on his right breast that is like red and white and then from there you know he's wearing a wristwatch and everything but from there it gets a little smooth it's a little, little basic and a little smooth like his legs there's not a lot going on there right. uh, and then his his shoes are painted you know they're, 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 the paint everything looks good but at a glance they all just look sort of simple and that's kind of the problem i had with stuff in the 90s is they it's not that they're simple because you look at somebody like jaws and there's so much going on there, but just at a glance, they just look simple. They look, they look like toys for younger kids to me, I guess, because everything is so, uh, so exaggerated, the size of everything. So exaggerated, right? Exaggerated, simplified, easy to hold. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, when, when you look like, cause you'll have toy lines that are from like the eighties and the nineties that are just very smooth, simplistic, They've got good sculpting where it needs to be, but then a lot of things are just kind of brushed over and they just feel chunky. And I think the chunkiness is what makes it feel very kid-like. So like the top of him, he's got, you know, this nice sculpt work that makes him look, you know, model-esque, but then the bottom of him, he feels chunky, kind of like how you deal with like the, um, some of the Voltron toys, like the big monsters, they felt very childish. It's because they're smooth and just thick. And this has the same vibe to it from the waist down because of that. Right. And and again, you know, I'm moving on to somebody like like the Jaws. Let's look at the, the, the Jaws figure. Um, he's got a lot of detail on, on his suit and everything. It almost looks like the suit is too small for him, which I guess is a point because he's supposed to be so large. You know, the pants are short. The the uh, sleeves don't know come all the way down. Mm-hmm. But it looks more like a Dick Tracy character to me. It does. So when initially I was looking at this uh, figure and I had pulled out my Dick Tracy figure and I was like, they could technically, I feel like, go together because they yeah have a lot of the same similarities and they look the part from one another. You know, they're really does. Two kind of in the same lines. scale. Yeah, close to the same scale. I think the big difference is the way Playmates was putting them together versus Hasbro, but... Like at first glance, if people were more familiar with Dick Tracy, a lot of people might think that this is a Dick Tracy action figure. 
Agreed. Yeah. yeah. And his action features. So he, um, there's a, you said there's a, there's a post in the back and it raises like his upper jaw up, I guess. Yeah. Like the like top, the top of, part his, of his head. Yeah. The top of his head would actually lift up. There's a post that pushes the head up and you push the clicker down and he bites down on, on whatever it is that he has. I, I think he's got like a, a bar in his mouth or, you know, James Bond's arm. But there's a right. okay. there's like a piece in the back that would lift and lower that um, that jaw action. Okay, yeah. and he comes with what looks like some sort of pipe or something. It's and it's interesting because <laughs> his uh, his socks like they've 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 done a lot of detail work in his socks. They look like there's the elastic you know is is stretched on there. And so it's interesting when I say they look simple. If you look close at any of the figures, there's a lot going on. But just at a glance, they do. They just kind of look like baby toys yeah and i think it's because they're all very colorful and um and again it's kind of kind of super almost super deformed mm-hmm. um if we look at like the buddy mitchell action figure he's one that uh there's there's not a lot going on here he's got he's got a a, a half shirt on under his white shirt and the half shirt is painted blue then he's got red sweatpants yeah with a yellow stripe for some reason and white high tops but I like that they've sculpted his afro well. He's, he's got a flat top afro. Uh, I guess it's a flat top. It's not an afro. It's a flat top. Uh, and his mustache, he looks like Ernie Hudson. He really does, yes. Glance. Yeah. Yeah, and his card art looks a lot like him, too. Yeah, and we should say the card art on all of these uh, was very 90s looking. It was pink, like a pink and black swirl. And there was a, a, a painted version of the character off to the left of the bubble. Uh, and then their name was down at the bottom, but but the card for the most part, the card backs were the same, with with the exception of that that uh, painting that's on there, right? Uh, and so, looking at one of the other villains, like Captain Walker D. Plank, okay. <laughs> it's gonna make me oh, laugh every man. time I say it. This guy uh, is really cool. He's got he's got like I said, you got the mohawk. He's got the, he's got like a he's a ginger, so he's got like a red beard. He's got a an eye patch that has a a green something or other on it that looks like it may be something he sees he views out of right and he's got a spring-fired grappling hook on his on his arm yep so his arm almost looks oversized because he's got that spring-firing grappling hook right and i guess there's a like maybe a switch in the back or something that hooks it and then you can reel it back in is that how that works yeah yeah so um it probably probably one of two ways and i was trying to look to see what i could find on this one it's hard to Um, find a lot of information on these the arm is straight. So I have a feeling there's a spring inside. And what it is, is you pull the string back as far as you can to pull the hook back. And when you let it go, it fires off. And then you can have the spring firing that way. It's uh, something that it's not an uncommon thing. I think we've seen it before in like one of the, the Kenner Batman lines at one point. Um, and it, it, works but it cuts down having to have a lot of mechanisms and and extra pieces so i think you have to pull the actual hook back and launch it so if you were to try to pull it up into the arm and keep it there it's not going to stay unless you pull the string down and tie it off somewhere right yeah Yeah, makes sense so i want to talk about his two friends next i'd like to talk we'll start with gordo lighter and he's uh in the show he's kind of a kind of a himbo you know he's he's got he's got it's the 90s so you know he's got a mullet you have to get patrick swayze mullet what's interesting is he's got a <laughs> skull painted on his shirt the the painting on his card shows crossbones going behind the skull but we don't have those on his shirt i guess it may have been just a little too intricate right but i have to say i like the uh the green piping around the edge of his sleeves and that match that skull it gives him a nice look but man the the day glow pink hyper color shorts with the day glow pink socks and the white shoes. This is like the most nineties toy I've seen yet. Yes. This, this feels more nineties than, um, than what we got with our, uh, Bill and Ted excellent adventure toys. Right. And those are pretty nineties. They're pretty day. Pretty nice. Well, keep in mind the movie came out, the first movie came out in the late eighties. Yep. So yeah, but he comes with a skateboard and it shoots like if there's a weapon that comes out of the skateboard, I guess it's spring loaded. Yes. It's like a, uh, like a spear or something that shoots out. It's wild. But, uh, but yeah, he's, I, you know, he's, he's already posed. He's got one arm coming down, but his right arm is kind of sticking out, I guess, to, for balance. 
to make it mm-hmm. look like he's you know riding on the skateboard and his his legs are posed in such a way that it looks like he still has plenty of uh, mobility but they're posed in such a way that they really only fit on the skateboard right which so was, that's which was uh, kind of the case which with a lot yeah. of these figures what you got right iq is probably my favorite of the designs of all these figures um because i i just love everything about this figure he's got the white lab coat i'm not sure why they painted his tools on there uh could have left that off and been just fine (laughs) but the lab coat does it come off looks like it's like a vinyl lab coat no so most of the figures i've seen of iq that are loose the the vinyl actually like hinges back over them so you can you can push it out of the way and it's just two panels uh where the the punching uh fist mechanism is but the vinyl i believe is attached to them okay yeah i can see that now yeah but uh, you know he's got he's got the the uh fuchsia the pink pink uh pinkish purple pants he's got the the turquoise or teal shirt with an orange tie this may be the most 90s figure we've seen. <laughs> he and gordo are, are neck and neck because he's ha- his hair he's even got like that that skater, that skater haircut cut. as well mm-hmm. but Man. uh i i really i would love this figure but i don't like i said they they painted the lapels and the pockets on there and i don't know why they did that i don't know he reminds me do you remember um burger king used to have a series of kids that were like their oh the their mighty kids kid, the mighty kids and yeah. they had put out figures of them at one point i think i i ended up with a couple of the it was like supposed to be the the nerd kid the one with the glasses that was a computer genius ended up with him and a lot of the colors are kind of similar he reminds me of one of the mighty kids even especially with the painted lapels and the painted tools on his jacket I can see that. It kind of makes yeah. him look just a, a little cheap. Yeah, a little bit. I do love the tie, and it's interesting that there's there's a, it looks like there's some sort of intricate design on the tie as well. Yeah, was which is odd. To, yeah, there is. Uh, so I was able to get a picture pulled up. Yeah, it's like a um, almost like a it's like a tribal design sort of like sculpting on there. The yeah. the shirt itself is actually interesting because he's got these wires that run across his shirt under his tie and under his suspenders it, that head over to his mechanism. Right, because his mechanism is he he they they basically they copy data from uh, the Goonies. Yes, he opens his jacket and there's a there's a punch uh, like a boxing glove that pops out that shoots out at you. Yep. Which is which is which is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and that explains why the jacket has to be able to be pulled back. Yeah, but uh, man, I just think it's a missed opportunity with that jacket. They could have done so many other things with this to have made it work better. True, true. And the split level haircut is just yeah. It looks like it looks like the barber made a mistake, especially in the back. <laughs> well, you didn't have a haircut like that in the nineties. Uh, I did not. Uh, <laughs> Now, James Bond flight gear, ninja gear, and scuba gear. Uh, do we? Do you know? Do we have the same head sculpt on these? Uh, so on ninja, it's or at least not. the same design. It looks like on ninja, it's not. I believe on flight, scuba, and James Bond. Uh, I believe they're all the same head sculpt. But the rest of it's all new, new stuff. So they've got. Um, I don't think really any reused parts on any one of these. The the flight suits got all new sculpting for for him, along with a refurbished GI Joe um, parachute pack from the was it the the Sky Raiders line that they did, and right. then uh, the James Bond Junior Ninja reuses some of the Ninja swords from one of their their Ninja lines from GI Joe. Uh, and his armor, he looks a little. His armor looks a little futuristic. It looks more like something out of RoboCop. Yeah, it's a, it's a little. And the strange. flight gear one, the flight gear one reminds me of the A team, the three and three quarter inch A team figures we got. Do you remember they were in like those those very colorful jumpsuits? That's oh yeah, what that reminds me of. Yeah, it does. Yeah, because it's a uh, bright this, orange jumpsuit. Yeah, 
And the scuba gear one looks like something out of the Centurions because he's got that mask that goes over him, but then he's got the orange and like day glow yellow or lime green, whatever it is. Yeah, uh, and scuba that one, suit that one, with, with the silver was, flippers. That one was interesting because he's got the silver flippers and he's got a spear, but most of the pictures I see of his spear, it's kind of bent up. And um, then he's got this mask slash uh, respirator. But it's done in all silver, and it looks like this weird, like, goggle, like, visor thing. Like, almost like he's supposed to be, like, Geordi with this right. thing on his face. And so it's a little odd. And he's got a button in his center that is his action feature that was kind of a questionable action feature. We'll talk about when we get into it. But it was... Well, was we're there now. So what oh, is the well, action feature? So the I mean, action that's feature, what we're talking about. The action feature has this thing where it's supposed to be like hollow inside. And it's got like a bit of a rubber button. And if you press it in once, he sinks. And then if you like press the water out of it, he floats. So he's supposed to So it's like he takes in water to sink and then shoots the water out to float back up? Yeah. Which is I have a feeling that didn't work very well. I don't think it did. And most of the figures I see on the secondary market that have been opened, that part is missing. So they just have an open Interesting. cavity. Yeah. Yeah. That's creepy. Yeah. That's very creepy. Okay. So let's talk about the vehicles then. Let's start with the Scum Shark. Uh, this thing is... Uh, what is it supposed to be? It's... Uh, so it's a, it's an actual shark, but it's like a land tank. It's like a little sled or something, right? That's just shaped like a shark. Yeah, I can tell, right? Um, it's high-powered it's almost, pull-string motor, long-range spring-fired missile launcher. It's almost like a trike or a motorcycle. The way that that the um, person sits on it, they sit on it like a motorcycle, but. It has like wheels in the front. It's got one wheel in the back, and then it's got propellers on it. So it's almost like a sea do for land that can also go into the water. If that makes sense, I'm okay. not sure if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm confused on on if it makes sense for myself, and that's not good. Yeah, it's 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 so okay. So it's shaped like a shark for those who can't see it. And the way that the body comes up is you've got a, a space behind the head of this thing that sits like a motorcycle. So you'd sit on it like you would a motorcycle and it's, it probably has like handles on it. And then the front of the shark is, you know, enlarged in order to be the, the head or the visor portion of this vehicle, except instead of just having one wheel, you've got two wheels that are stationary underneath it. And then the last wheel is in the very back in the fin. And they're like, it, the body's blue with these bright, bright neon orange pieces. But then out of the side of the the thing, behind the wheels coming out where your feet would be, are two underwater propellers that just kind of sit off to the side. And there's no mention about if these things fold back in or not, just that it launches a missile. So it's like one of those things, is, is it supposed to be for land or is it supposed to be for water? And my guess is that it's supposed to be like an ATV. It's supposed to be able to go from either one. But it just seems kind of weird for land. Agreed. Uh, one thing I do like about it, though, I like the colors. So like a purplish blue with mm -hmm. some a bright orange, you know, wheels and, and, and weapons and everything. I can see that. I mean, it's it's definitely got that 90s vibe about it for the look of it. Um, it's just, and it reminds me of some of the hot wheel cars that we get down the road that have like, you know, shark themes and stuff. Cause it, this feels like something that would come from hot wheels, but it, it's still a little odd. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's easily the, the least of the vehicles I feel like. Right. Um, the sub cycle, let's talk about that one real quick. This one is the one that surprised me the most. The more I looked at it, the more I liked it. Uh, it is, again, it's bright yellow, uh, and it you know, it looks like that th the like a three-wheeled car. Yeah. To begin with, uh, because it, uh, it it's odd. I can't really tell if you steer from the front or the rear seat, but it, I, I'm guessing it snaps together. Um, 
to close off to to turn into a sub, which is which is very cool. It's like it's almost like a mask vehicle. Um, yes. So what what do you know about this one that you can tell us? It's got it's got a like a looks like it's got a missile that comes up off the back. Yeah, so it's got like a, a missile or spear launcher on the back, and so how this works is is the front of it's got this wheel set that that sits out. the The thing is opened up, so you got the canopy in the front, and then you've got the back portion that pushes out, and you've got the back tire, so you can sit your figure on it like a motorcycle. But then when it's time to get in the water, the wheel is supposed to like fold up um, and out of the way the back tire is supposed to open up and be two propellers. And then the actual body of this thing, you remove or you change your figure to fit with inside. And then you just slide the back of the body into the new piece, um, the canopy. And it's supposed to kind of take care and lock into place to be like a sub. Interestingly enough, though, looking at like the art from the motorcycle to the, the actual, um, you know, one-man submarine, it doesn't really seem like it would work. Does that make sense? Because it's like one of those, it's like, well, I see that they've got this. Um, like, how do you seal it all up? Yeah, how do you seal it all up? Because it seems like there's a section missing. Well, if you notice on the photo... It's got the, uh, the the diver, James Bond Jr. on it, so maybe you have to have your diving gear on if you're going to submerge it just maybe to be on the so. safe side. Maybe so. I don't know. I just mostly think it's a really neat idea, and, and I like the I really like the design because, like you said, that wheel folds up on the front when it goes into conver- uh, the one-man submarine mode, and I guess the, the rear wheel turns out, and that's what works as your propeller to get you through the water. Yeah. I just think it's a really cool design. It's we we get to see some of this like um, the wheel work and the the submarine aspect of having a wheel like break apart and turn to be something else. We see it again down the road. Uh, we saw something similar with the Sigma Six, which was also through Hasbro, where the the back tires would open up and turn, and it would almost look like little like turbo lifts for the um, the hover bike. I, I think it's cool. I think it it works really well. This is one that. I could see putting in a collection. It reminds me a lot of spy kids, which I yeah. can see kids really, really loving this. Some of this stuff I'm surprised wasn't pulled to create like a spy kids toy line. Cause it would be perfect. Yeah. I'm surprised they never did that. Yeah. So that brings us to the sports car. And I, I hate that they just call it a sports car. They should have a pithier name for it, a better name for it. Right. This one reminds me a. This one reminds me a lot of the car from the Chuck Norris Karate Commandos line. I had the uh, same thing written. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got the you know it's a it's red. It's got a really cool design going down the side. The wheels have uh, spikes that come out. The mm. front has a little like a uh, has guns that pop out of the headlights, and it's got a little guard that comes out that I guess is supposed to bump people and it's even got an ejection sheet and the thing i love about it is that they put the the steering wheel on the right side on what would be the passenger side here because they're in england or at least the character is 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 british and it's also got apparently spring-fired exhaust pipe missiles so you can shoot from the front and the back and eject somebody out of the seat if you want to (laughs) i dig it's a really cool design i dig it yep um, uh, the only thing I wish that I, I wish that it had a little more detail on it because honestly the the red is nice but I, it seems a little plain even though it's got that cool design going down the front if you're just looking at over the side rather if you're looking at it from the front or the rear when it's in normal mode it looks a little plain to me and maybe that's just I'm just spoiled to sports cars maybe so it's it's supposed to mimic I think a Ferrari um which most Ferraris are like when a part of the Ferrari club, they're usually red. And I think it's supposed to mimic like a a Ferrari from the um, eighties into the nineties. And so there's some areas where I can see the influence from one to the other. And it's slick enough that it looks that part, but then there's not a lot of like extra, like muscle bodiness or anything to the car to make you really want it. Like the, the stripe down the, the side is nice, but it doesn't really feel like it completes the whole thing. 
the uh, the weapon sets on it are nice, but the, it doesn't really feel like a complete concept. And when I was watching the video of how this thing was put together and watching the play, I was like, that's neat, but it still doesn't feel like a complete thought of a vehicle. It's just like a bunch of stuff thrown together that James Bond Jr. might need. And maybe that right. was the idea was that it just had like anything and everything he needed instead of having a whole like this is a car, this is its main play feature, and this is what it does. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like I said, it's 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 neat and all, but it yeah, it just seems like there could be a little more to it. Yeah. All right, we'll take a short break and we'll be back to talk about our top five toys from this line. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Okay, so... Taylor, I'm I'm torn. You always yes. uh, you always go go last because you're usually the one that has the, has the toys. Neither one of us has the toys, so I could conceivably go last. But you're the one who brought this to my attention, so I guess I'll go first and I'll let you go last. <laughs> okay, that'll work. So I will that'll start. Work. I'm just glad we have enough toys in this line for us to do a top five. Yeah. Uh, full disclosure: I do have one tie, but I think you'll agree that it's a it's a reasonable tie. Okay. Okay. All right. So my number five is Buddy Mitchell. And the figure itself is... The the flat top is the only thing that I really like about the figure. Mm -hmm. But two reasons. It looks like Ernie Hudson, and it's it's the closest I'm going to get to a Brian Stokes Mitchell action figure. And I have to have that on the list because I just love Brian Stokes Mitchell. Uh, He also has a recurring role on Evil that's on right now as a a priest. So uh, he's, he's still working. He's just... The guy... The guy's a... That's phenomenal. He's a phenomenal, great performer, got a great voice. Uh, he was also in The Man of La Mancha on Broadway. He was in the original production of Ragtime on Broadway. Uh, just, yeah, he's, he's Broadway royalty. Uh, and me being the theater geek that I am, I just have to have one in my collection. So Buddy Mitchell is my number five. That's a good choice for your number five. Um, I thought so. My number five is James Bond Jr. in the flight gear. Um, okay. You know, it's it's basic it's simple um it gets you so like for those who need a new Joe parachute for your other teams it gets you your parachute i'm familiar with the parachute that they use for this and it's actually a pretty decent um uh action figure accessory and the figure itself is you know it's not bad it's it's bright it's orange it has some really cool goggles it's nothing that i would necessarily write home about i wouldn't say it's the best thing out of this line but it is a fun figure and it's a fun figure because it has such a cool uh, feature. And like when I think of going and doing espionage stuff, parachutes definitely come in. There's something very satisfying about throwing those things up and having the parachute open and having them float down. You can't deny that. There was one time. So when, uh, when my parents had moved into his two story house, um, my dad would get up and would try to fix the antenna on the roof. And so he'd let me up sometimes and I would take those G.I. Joes with me and I would go ahead and open up their their parachute and I would toss them out and watch them glide down to the ground. And I loved it. This would yeah, I would have a lot the of same satisfaction with this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good choice. 
Line number four is IQ, and I love the design of this figure. If that jacket wasn't so jacked up, he would probably be my number one. I love this figure that much. Uh, everything about it, the, 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 the color scheme of the, the pants, the, the shirt and the tie, the, the stupid haircut. Everything about this thing is really cool. I even like that his hands are a little big so he can, you know, do his little action thing with the, with the, uh, with the, the boxing glove. I even right. love that. But that jacket just looks so dumb with the painted on lapels and the drawn on utensils. I would just leave it blank. Just make it, just, just make it a plain white lab coat. No, no lab coat has stitching on it. So I just wish they had left well enough alone with that. Otherwise, like I said, he would be number one. He was almost number five. But the fact that I was only choosing Buddy because of the voice actor, I felt like he needed to be at the bottom of my list. So IQ sense. is number four on my list, would be higher. And honestly, that jacket almost kept him off the list. That's how bad it is to me. Wow. Man, okay. You can see that. And the thing is, is I'm not a fan it, of the jacket, like, I guess, is what I'm trying to get across. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm thinking about it. Like, I mean, again, looking at it, the jacket does, like the printing on the jacket does, it does feel like it cheapens it up a little bit. So I could definitely see that. But all in all, still a pretty cool figure. Um, all right, so we're on my number number four at this point. Uh, my number four is Dr. No. Um, I like the idea of this this bad guy quite a bit and i love like the the color scheme because i like the purple against the red it really feels villainous and i like the changing of the different hands um and even like the 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 kind of spear like launching you know right hand feature but i've got to question his skin tone i don't get yeah why is he green all. is there any is there any any explanation in the show about it being green I mean, was this during like the Crow Wars or like what? Right, the Crease Girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just, it just, it feels weird, which is what moves him down. I mean, it's, it's a yeah. Really... He's kind of like he's like IQ for me. Like if it wasn't for that, he would be higher on your list. Yeah. But yeah, there's no reason for it. Yeah, because I mean, other than that, other than the skin tone, everything else about him is actually kind of cool. Like I, I like the the overdone shoulders. I, I love the weapon sets he comes with. The colors again are awesome, but I just I don't get the rest. the The skin, green skin, I'm very confused on. Me too. I don't get it. I don't get yeah. it. So, uh, my number three. <laughs> mostly, he's on the list. He would be on the list regardless, but he's higher on the list than he would be because of his name. It's Walker D. Plank. Oh man. <laughs> makes me laugh but you got a pirate with a mohawk and a pun for a name he has to be on my list and if the figure wasn't as cool as he is he wouldn't be this high but this is a really cool figure i love the color scheme i love that he's you know got the the flaming orange mohawk and beard i love that he's got a hook hand and that the hook hand shoots out and is retractable yep this is just a really well put together figure and i just love everything about it <laughs> even his name it's, it's a stupid name and I would have even put him even higher, but he's not based on anything, any character from the movies. If he was based on a, a Bond villain from one of the movies, he would be much higher on the list, I feel like. Right. I could see that. I could see that. But number three is a good spot for him, I feel like. I, so. Yeah, I'm going to go with, I, I'm going to agree with you on that one. Number three is a good spot for him. Maybe. <laughs> uh, my number three is Jaws. Okay. Um, I would have had him higher, but there there's some sculpting issues that that I, I felt were just kind of odd. You had pointed out about the the pants being too short and the the socks. But I like that. Being that's, that that's a that's a design choice. It it is, but there there's some. I guess because in my opinion, it's too cartoony. So like, I really liked Jaws as a character growing up, like in the the movies. Right. So when I saw this, it's like. Oh, it's kind of cool, but the way the jaw opens and everything, it's just, it's, it's a little much. And so I want him to be higher, but there's, to me, I think some of the, the sculpting is, is a little too heavy handed and obvious. I feel like it should have been pulled back just a little bit. The, the feature on his mouth is actually kind of cool. It, it'd be worth 
having that just on the shelf as a conversation starter. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Well, and so that leads us into my number two. My number two is my tie and it's jaws and odd job. And I I put them in a tie because on the show, from what I understand, they're kind of a team Mm. and they both look equally goofy. And I love that. You know, you talked about it being a little too cartoony and I love it. These are the two characters that I feel like they really just leaned into the aesthetic and said, look, we're just going all out. (laughs) And if I had to pick one to be my number two, it would be odd job because he's just more colorful and more fun than jaws. But I'm with you. I really liked jaws uh, in the movies and uh, the spy who loved me and um, moonraker. Yeah. I loved him in moonraker. He, he, I felt like he had more role in moonraker as far as like screen time, getting to do stuff. Oh, he absolutely did. And the reason that they did that is because they found out that kids loved the character Yep. and they didn't like that he was a bad guy. So that's why they softened him in Moonraker and made him turn into a bad guy. At the, I mean, a good guy at the end of the movie. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. But, and, and like I said, odd job, we talked about it already. You know, he's got the, the haircut, everything about this guy. He does. He looks like, he looks like a, like a rapper from the early nineties. And uh, even his hat looks, looks, looks fly as hell. So yeah. I just love everything about these figures and they're, they're just goofy looking in it. That sort of, they that sort of they exemplify the show to me yeah from what i've seen well so. i was gonna i was gonna say like we might as well talk a little bit more about odd job because he is my number two he's your number one he's are you number two my number two yeah he uh that the whole and i in my notes i had the the run dmc on there just because it's like wow this is like straight out of the 90s with the medallion and the, yep. even like the the og or it's it's actually oj on his medallion and i just i remember like kind of just like shaking my head going uh, of course of course it's like this <laughs> but i the i did see a video with the hat flinging and that just seems like such a satisfying play feature that i would want him on my shelf strictly for that yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely no it's it's a cool looking figure it's a lot of fun Yep. Yeah, I, I like it. it. I, I approve. I approve. <laughs> so that brings us to number one. And my number one is the subcycle. And, you know, all your problems that you have with it, the fact that it doesn't look like it's as functional as it could be, it doesn't change the fact that I think it's a really cool toy. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's a great idea. And we know all the way I love mask, and it's the closest thing that we have to a mask vehicle in this toy line. Mm-hmm. And everything we talked about it before, it's just a really cool toy. I like the design. I like the way it works works in both modes and it's just a lot of fun it's one i think i would have a lot of fun with i could see that for sure and it the vehicle looks like it it could go to so many different things the way it breaks apart and and comes together i i saw like not only mask i saw looks like it um some of the pieces that came out of the centurions yeah uh, it's yeah it's a it's a cool looking vehicle and even like some of the mechanics that they used in that they used down the road again for G.I. Joe for some of their other stuff. So it was, it's a vehicle that kind of sets the, or a motorcycle that kind of sets the bar for a lot of the things that we get transforming down the road from Hasbro in the two thousands, which is nice. Right. And again, I like, you know, all the weapons that it's got on it. I think they're Mm -hmm. cool. So what's your number one? Okay. My number one, um, and it's it's ridiculous, but th- this is actually to me a, a very cool one. It's a Captain Walker D plank. <laughs> um, nice. I mean, it's it's ridiculous on on every every firing cylinder. The the red ginger mohawk, the the eye patch with the green lens in it, the the open you know vest with the the purple. I mean, it's like purple galore. Um, and you wouldn't think that purple magenta would work well with, with the ginger hair and that bright skin, but it does, you know, and he looks truly villainous. This is, this is one that I could see me going and try to get down the road because it's so ridiculous. No. Yeah. I, I, I obviously I approve of this cause I, I love this figure. I think he's great. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a lot of fun and you're right. Everything about it works. It's, yeah. it's really, it's, it's just a fun figure. Can't argue with that at all. <laughs> so there you have it. Those are our top five. So now it's time to talk about the one that got away. Way, way, way. So which one of these either has slipped through your fingers or 
if you've never seen it, is the one that you would most like to add to your collection. So I will go first. And for me, it is the uh, James Bond Jr. in street clothes. And that what? might seem like a, a that might seem like a lame choice, but that would be a good conversation starter because people are going to look at it and they're either going to say, "Who is this generic looking action figure? What is what is this?" Or they're going to look at it and go, "Why does this thing look familiar?" And I'll say, "Well, does it look a little bit like Sean Connery?" Yeah, but but it's not. Does it look a little like George Lazenby? And they'll go, "Who?" He played Bond right after Sean Connery, and then Sean Connery came back. That I don't know who that is. Well, okay. But it looks a little like Sean Connery. And I'll say yes, and I'll say, okay, that's because this is James Bond Jr. Jr. Yep. And let's say, who's James Bond Jr.? And then I'll be able to tell them all about it. So either way, plus, I, if I'm going to have one of the James Bond Juniors, I have to have this one because he has to be able to go out and buy groceries and be able to go into like a McDonald's or something, you know, you know, my deal. The the only thing Being a weird kid and all the only thing about him that, that I don't like, and it was something that I had an issue with because he's got the, the quick pull out gun and everything, but the gun is sculpted in his hand. He never that's puts true. down that's a, this that's, red that's a problem. And, and it looks like a Nintendo blaster. Like, a little bit. Yeah, it does actually. Yeah, that's a good point. It's like a what and I think in in uh, laser tag they call them starlights. You know, but in uh for the Nintendo, oh god, I think it was just called the Zapper. It's a Zapper gun, yeah. yeah Nintendo looks, Zapper light gun. Like the the red like was it series 2 Nintendo Zapper for the NES. But he never puts it down and so it's constantly there. The play feature is actually pretty cool cuz you put that case over the top and you flip him back and he flips the thing off and it looks like he's like you know already in firing position which i thought was pretty cool but i didn't like that that gun was constantly sculpted to his hand that there was no taking that's it back. fair that's fair yeah no no taking it back i'm I'm good what about you which one is yours uh, i really <laughs> it's ridiculous but i really like gordo lighter like i would like to have this figure as a figure i carry around in my bag just okay. because it's so ridiculous like the the it, it's so 90s like i could see having him with bill and ted from wild stallions all together oh yeah that would be a good combo and i would i would love to have like all that like the them with their tuxedo gear and him with a skateboard just all displayed right. out together like i'd like to see hopefully the scales would fit but i'd like to see them all like shoved together because i think it it fits and it's just so 90s ridiculous enough that it, it works yeah no you're right that that is a good point that's a good choice you know i, I can see that one <laughs> and it look doesn't look like it belongs to any line in particular so nope. if somebody comes up and says what what is this you can say well there this is from james bond jr <laughs> like what's that <laughs> i'm glad you asked oh did you did you uh go back and try to watch um you, you said you watched one of the episodes? Yeah, I watched one episode. Uh I didn't go back and try to watch any more just because I just didn't really get much out of the first one. The pilot's rough, but I would definitely say um probably about ten in it's it's gets a little bit better as far as pacing. Okay, because that's exactly what you want is to watch five hours or something before <laughs> yeah, it starts know, appealing right? to you. Well that's kind of what happened with uh with uh the monster squad uh what was that the monster force cartoon was that monster it was, force right it was so much in the beginning that it was hard to figure out who was doing what and then it slows to a, like a snail's crawl so you know I, it i don't know the 90s were rough on cartoons they were and i like yeah. the concept enough that i may give another one a shot you know i may try to look up like kind of the plots and see if anything sound intriguing but uh as far as the toy goes, folks, that's all there is to talk about. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it. So head to the Facebook page and let us know what you think. And if you have any in your collection, we want to see the pictures. Mm -hmm, definitely. Uh, especially if you've got Captain Walker D. Plank, because it yes. makes us all laugh. Oh, yes. So uh, until next time, for Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeff. And remember, they're not dolls. They're action figures. Very bright action figures. Totally not. Some
Thank you for listening. For more episodes of this show or other Marvin Dog Media productions, go to marvindogmedia.com to stream or download the shows or to subscribe via iTunes. Email us at marvindogmedia at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at marvindogmedia. Follow us on Pinterest at pinterest.com forward slash marvindogmedia. This podcast has been a production of Marvin Dog Media, all rights reserved. How many times can we say Marvin Dog Media?